Hello and welcome to the City View podcast. It's Charlie Conch here again, in for Andy Sylvester for the day. We'll be chatting with City AM's economic supporter, Jack Barnett, shortly to discuss surging inflation rates and how they might play out in the Chancellor's spring statement on Wednesday. And our resident energy and industrials guru, Nick Earl, will be looking at a rebound in oil prices today as EU nations mull over a ban on Russian oil imports. And telecoms reporter, Leah Montebello, will be taking us through the gambling industry's rather ambiguous support of the Chancellor's economic recovery plan today. But for some of the headlines today in City AM and beyond, Lloyds and Barclays have got a slap on the wrist from the competition watchdog for sharing inaccurate information on their products and services. The CMA said the two lenders had broken open banking rules and risked potentially misleading customers into using the wrong products and services. And telecoms giant Ericsson, meanwhile, has said that a review is underway into the company's conduct in Iraq after it admitted last month that there may have inadvertently been payments made to ISIS. The firm has come under major pressure from an activist investor to overhaul its governance process following the admission. And the average house price in Britain has surged above £350,000 for the first time ever as buyer demand now outstrips the amount of homes on sale in the UK. House prices jumped £5,760 on February levels in the biggest monthly price hike since 2004, according to data from property platform Rightmove. And US and UK satellite giants Viasat and Inmarsat have inked a deal with government to create new space jobs in the UK. The two firms which are planning a $7.3 billion merger have signed a deal with the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy across satellite innovation, ground stations and research and development. And the fallout from P&O's decision to fire 800 workers on the spot last week has deepened today as up to 50 staff from Northern Ireland said they will be now directly impacted by the decision and trade unions have accused the ferry operator of paying the replacement agency staff under minimum wage. So Jack, some fairly grim warnings of inflation again today. How high are economists expecting it to go? Yeah, so we've got obviously uh, a couple of more notes out over the last couple of days from uh, city economists, um, which is obviously coming a bit of a trend now of most people saying that inflation is going to trend higher. Um, so Bank of Bank of uh, America and Capital Economics uh, have both got um, Wednesday's inflation print uh, coming at six percent, which would be the the highest rate since since nineteen ninety one. Um, just some of the factors within that headline rate which are driving it higher. Um, used car prices are expected to continue to surge because this massive gum up in um, supply chains, which has um, led to a, a shortage of semiconductor chips, and by virtue of that, uh, a shortage of new cars um, has just driven up demand for used cars. So that hasn't really gone away. Um, that's probably going to feed into the to the headline rate. You've obviously got petrol and energy prices. Um, soaring uh, over the last couple of months or so. Um, it's important to note that Wednesday's figures will be for uh, for February. So much of the um, price spikes that we've seen in the oil and gas uh, market since uh, Russia invaded Ukraine will not actually be baked into to Wednesday's figures. So as you can imagine, probably this time next month, we're going to get more um, notes from more city economists saying that inflation is going to trend even higher in the coming months. Now, that obviously has quite severe implications um, for the Chancellor, uh, Mr. Sunak, who is delivering his spring statement on the same day that the inflation figures are out. The main implications for that is that um, there's there's a few types of inflation um, which can actually benefit um, the government's um, public finances. 
So if you've got inflation which is driven by um, wage increases, that tends to it tends to boost income tax receipts. It tends to boost national insurance contribution receipts, and um, it also tends to boost um, sales tax um, receipts as well as people tend to you know they tend to consume more as um uh, as their as their pay increases. And the problem is is that type of inflation we've currently got in the UK economy is is, is so called cost push inflation, which is when you have quite a severe supply shock. Um, it tends to be driven by um, disruption to trade flows or um, disruption to um, energy production as well, which is kind of what we've got at the moment. So, problem with that is is that you don't. It doesn't tend to boost the public finances because when you get you get an increase in cash in the cash value of the economy, which increases um, some tax receipts, but it tends to be cancelled out by people pulling back on um, spending because they're you know they're they're, they're their pay their their pay packets aren't going as far, um, so you know any boost that you get in the income tax receipts tends to be offsetted by um, the reduction in spending and the reduction in VAT receipts, which obviously has quite severe implications for um, the Chancellor's fiscal position. Um, and going into Wednesday, obviously he'll he's expected to announce some measures to ease the cost of living crisis, but um, if this nasty bout of inflation continues as it's going to, it's probably going to happen. Um, not sure how much you can actually, actually announce on Wednesday. We'll be keeping a grim eye on that on Wednesday then. And Nick, more stories of jumping prices on your side as well. Oil prices have rebounded above 100 after falling below the uh, the mark. What's caused that rebound today? Well, in the case of oil prices, we have a situation where there's a combination of already tight markets this year being exacerbated by concerns over supply shortages following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And this has only heightened in the past few days with the growing possibility that Europe might actually follow in the footsteps of the US and the UK in imposing sanctions on, on Russian oil imports. Now, whether they actually go ahead with that remains to be seen. But we're seeing right now that Germany is touring the Gulf states, Qatar and the United Arab Emirates securing uh, energy deals and contracts in a way to try and mitigate its reliance on Russia, being so dependent as it currently is on Kremlin-backed fossil fuels. And you also have a situation where Ireland and Lithuania have both come out today uh, calling for sanctions on Russian energy, following in the footsteps of Poland last week. And and Germany is not being quite so vigilant against it, while Netherlands' approach has been we don't think we can do it, but not that they're actually against the idea of it in principle. So with that being the case, and with Biden set to actually visit Europe next week uh, and potentially hold talks also with NATO, you have a situation where this could evolve very quickly. So are we expecting oil prices to continue rising for the foreseeable? The reality is oil markets right now are taking wild swings powered by the geopolitical uncertainty, but they are historically elevated with, as as you've seen, um, the International Energy Agency forecasting uh, shortages in the second and fourth quarters compared to what they're expecting with 3 million barrels of oil per day potentially being taken out of the market from the US, UK, Russia sanctions. And prices remain at $113.60 per barrel uh, for Brent crude, which might well be way below what it was earlier this month, what's $139 per barrel, but still well above what were seven years of prices being below $100. So Leah, the gambling industry have given their rather ambiguous backing uh, to the Chancellor's economic recovery plan today as well. 
Yeah, so the chief of the Betting and Gaming Council has come out to basically warn Sunak that the gambling review that's coming out in, which should be the next few weeks, um, although it may be well-meaning, it shouldn't make naive changes. Um, so it's basically saying that um, Rishi shouldn't make any kind of bold regulation moves, shouldn't kind of clamp down too much on gambling, um, mainly pointing at the fact that that the industry has created lots of jobs um, and has been quite beneficial to, to the economy. Um, so there are a bunch of figures in in the report that was released today, which basically said how many jobs had been created, um, especially as as kind of bookies and, and shops are opening back up. And then also kind of pointing at the uh, the spike in black markets once um, once an area is regulated. So this something this is something that's happened across Europe with places like Norway. So once once government overregulates, then these kind of black market spaces begin to open up more. Thank you very much, Leah. And that is it from us in the City AM newsroom for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with more.